Come on, record, you stupid bastard. There we go. <laughs> All right, that can be the start. Headphones on? All right. This is the very first podcast of Trucker and the Nerd. Trucker and the Nerd. Which is a little bit of a riff of Riders of the Storm. You're kidding. No. I didn't pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle. Not quite talented enough to get it across. And um, I, I was I was planning on practicing it and playing it on the piano and mixing it in, but I found better things to do. Like what? Um, like no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, pro- you procrastinated. I did. <laughs> so, um, would you do you want to go first? Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm the trucker. And do you have another name? Nope. Just that? Yep. You're sticking with that for the whole <laughs> podcast? Trucker, Craig. So I am the nerd. I'm Leo. Um, I recently started doing some stand-up and I had a great idea of doing some podcasts with my good friend Craig, the trucker. And we're hoping to talk about Cobra Kai exclusively, mainly, plus some other pop culture things. But season three's not out yet. Yeah. And we... We don't know if it's ever going to be out. It's going to be out. You're in the Facebook group. <laughs> uh, well, there's that much arguments about whether a trailer's going to drop. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's crazy. The only thing they're, they're confirming is that um, Daniel goes back to Okinawa. Yeah. 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 And uh, what's the girl in Cobra Kai? Um, Which she's one? Not Sam? Back. No, no. Oh, yeah, Sam's best friend's yeah, gone. Yeah. And she, and she did an angry, like, yeah. Instagram rant yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mind her. No, nah, neither did I. I think there must have been some pay dispute or something like that, or, I think. and Maybe the cast is getting bigger. Yeah. And there wasn't space for her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But she was one of the OGs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how early did she come in. Very early. She wasn't in the car crash with Johnny. Nah. Because that was Sam moving into the the um, cool group. Yeah, yeah. But she was very early in the show. And she had some cool scenes. Yeah. And, yeah, she quickly went from being quite nerdy to quite aggressive. Yeah, she was a <laughs> badass. <laughs> so were you a fan of the original Karate Kid series? Yeah. Yeah, I was not, a massive fan. Not as much as I am of Cobra Kai, but. You think it eclipses? Oh, it's just, it's one of the greatest shows I've ever watched. <laughs> it really is. Even better. It, what, the greatest show? One of, one of. I think it's so quickly gratifying. You don't have to sit around and wait a season for something to develop. It just... It, it hits you like oh, a kick to the face. Yeah. <laughs> like a crane kick yeah. to the face. You, you sort of go, all right, I can see where this is going. In about eight episodes, that'll happen. Mm. And then another eight, that'll happen. Yep. And it all happens in one episode. And you go, geez, look, that was a nice little payoff straight away. I, I got very addicted to this show very quickly. Yeah, so. I, <laughs> I saw like the free version um, on YouTube. And then one of my mates, like I had tracked him down and he had them all. And I, Pretty much binged it in or like a day. Yeah. Like the whole thing. I was obsessed with the show yeah. and I had no one to talk to about because <laughs> no one else was watching it because it wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on um, – because not many people do – what is it? YouTube. YouTube Premium. Yeah. Yeah. 
YouTube Red, is it? It's YouTube Red, which is very close to Red Tube. <laughs> 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 which the first couple of times I said it, I said it the wrong way. <laughs> but after a while, yeah, YouTube Red. As long as it's like when someone sa- says they live in, like, where do you live? You live in Charmhaven Heights. Yeah, Blue Haven Heights. Blue Haven Heights. Blue Haven Heights. Not High Blue Haven. <laughs> which has a very different meaning. Uh. But yeah, I I was a huge fan of the original Karate Kid series. So much so that you know how every family has like a an urban legend about them? Yeah. So, and sometimes they're true. So I was a massive movie nerd, still am. And um, my favourite movie as a kid was the original Karate Kid, number one. I had it on VHS tape and I just watched it over and over again, right? And I had it so I not only memorised the movie and all the lines in the movie, I memorised how fast my VCR would go in fast forward. <laughs> so I could skip to my favourite scenes before you could do that on oh, DVD. That's so good. And I used to obviously want to do karate and I'd go up to my old man and go, oh, Dad, can I take karate lessons? And he's like, no. And he's like, why? He goes, because you only want to do karate so you can beat me up. Because <laughs> why would I pay someone to teach you how to kick my ass? And he was right, but I was disappointed. And so I used to practice the crane kick in front of the TV, Daniel San's finishing move. And um, I had my cousins over and because I didn't care who was around. I was that into the, the crane kick that um, I kicked the television off the stand into the wall, <laughs> put a hole in the wall, and then the TV fell forwards off the stand and, like, didn't shatter, obviously, because those glasses back yeah, then. you can't break them. You can't break them. <laughs> but it destroyed the rest of the television. Oh, no. So I love that TV. And that was sad to see it go. And I think my oldies were that impressed with the kick and the hole in the wall that I got away with it. Yeah. I think your dad went, shit, I should have let him do karate <laughs> lessons. <laughs> he had some potential there. Uh, I've seen it now. Uh, or he, he might have kicked what he was moaning to kick and not the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I do wear glasses, so granted, short-sighted, yeah. maybe I was aiming for near the TV, not on the TV, but some people have argued about the effectiveness of a crane kick, and I can say, against a television on a stand, 100% effective. Yeah, right. It'll it'll knock that television clean <laughs> off the stand. <laughs> Didn't break it, but... Nah, t- yeah, well, yeah. Well, everything else. Everything else. Th- those glass... How thick were those old oh, tellies? Yeah. We get them in the rubbish all the time at work and we throw bricks at them and everything and they just bounce off. They, are in, You know, you could use them as bulletproof glass just about. Yeah. Kids these days, they don't know. Like yeah. you get a, a modern flat screen, yeah. you try to crane kick that, <laughs> gone. Uh, Trump, Trump's limo is made out of uh, old TVs. <laughs> or the Pope mobile. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I got into the, the Cobra Kai that way as being a massive... Uh, Karate Kid fan. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I just breezed over the Will uh, Smith son version. Yeah. Did you watch that? No. Nah. No. Nah. I did. There was just something about it that wasn't right. Just yeah. from the outset, I saw the ads and it. I'm not a big fan of reboots of shows. But Cobra Kai. Ah, oh, that's not a reboot, is it? No. Nah. No, nah, it's a continuation of the story. It's a continuation. Yeah. And that the. Uh, what show was it? How I Met Your Mother. I've always 
just obsessed over the Barney's version of Johnny I is finally, the hero. I finally and watched Daniel's that. And the bully. <laughs> and then when this show came out, it was the first thing I turned to Kieran and said, oh my God, Barney's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, the clown. So yeah. in, in that scene from yeah. How You Met the Mother, so the, the girlfriend pays for the ultimate birthday party with yeah. all these heroes and Daniel's son's there as the karate kid because he, like me, loves the karate kid. Yeah. But he's more on Team Johnny. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then Johnny's the clown. And Johnny's the clown <laughs> at the party. <laughs> and he takes off the nose and the mask. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. That was such a good show. I think that's what made the original Karate Kid so good, to be honest, um, was that there, even though, like, Daniel Sun was clearly the hero of the thing, Johnny wasn't the bad guy. Yeah. And I think that's what made it so good. Yeah. Is that it, it was just saying that you got two kids that were both kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah. And one had a good teacher and, and one had um, Crease. Yeah. So I think that's what... Is it in Karate Kid that... What's that saying? There's no such thing as a... That's one of Mr. Miyagi's te- sayings, yeah. No. no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, I'd question that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. I was a brilliant student. Were you? No. <laughs> did you do karate? No, no. I did, did taekwondo you? for a little bit. How was that? No. That's, that's it's not, not karate. <laughs> yeah. Taekwondo is more like throws over the shoulder, stuff like that. No, it was, no? there was lots of kicks and spinning and there were, it's very karate-esque. Mm. No, it's not for me. I'm, I'm better at watching karate than doing it. <laughs> I, I, My wife, like... Tells me, Kel tells me that I should take it up, as a, because sometimes I'll be like in the kitchen, yeah, and the and that that uh, karate kid music that doo, 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 <laughs> is just going through my head, and I'm doing the moves, <laughs> and she says you could take it up as an adult, you know, I'm like oh, I don't know, I don't know if yeah. I think Tai Chi is more our style. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going. Yeah, I um, I I hurt my back, not doing anything physical, just b- being a kid nerd. And, and so due to lack of movement, you, you get lower back pain from yeah. sitting, yeah. And I went to this pool to do recovery, like this heated pool. And, yeah, I was just doing kicks and that <laughs> underwater. <laughs> God, it felt good. Oh, I need security camera vision of that. That'll, that'll, that'll float around on Facebook eventually. <laughs> if we could. So, yeah, that was what br- bring me to, the, um, to, to Cobra Kai. And I liked... How um, it started off with Johnny. Did you like how it started off with him? Yeah. 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 I loved his whole arc of that first season, driving around like a lunatic and um, just completely drunk and off the rails. like Drinking Coors. Oh. <laughs> I, I seen Coors at the bottle over the other week and I, oh, I was so close to getting some. I was going to buy some for our first cast. Uh, yeah, that would funny. Because um, you were going to track down the headbands. Yeah. Yeah, so next time, maybe we'll get some video yeah. and we can have the headbands, headbands and, and some cores. And I think um, the parallels between Miguel and Daniel are quite clear, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 So do you think, I, I was thinking maybe that's how they thought about it. They said, okay, it's, it's like Daniel comes to town, but instead of him finding Mr. Miyagi. He finds Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
and um and and just seeing the the way it goes. But I think the Daniel and Miguel are not the same, and I think the big difference between the two is I don't know. Miguel seems Daniel's got that streak of hot headedness, yeah. whereas Miguel doesn't. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised in the first season when Miguel got a little bit, you know, in the tournament, a little bit kind of off the rails a little yeah. bit, like grabbing Robbie's arm and stuff like that. I thought it was a little bit out of character for him. Even though he was in the other school, he seemed to fight that behaviour the whole time. Yeah. But he didn't struggle with it at all in the tournament. I don't know. Did you think that was unusual? Oh, uh, I don't know. White line fever. Ah, uh, he just wanted to win. Yeah, well, it kind of seemed that way. Yeah. And then it sort of he continued his arc through all the way to the end of season three where he Season two. Oh season two, sorry. Oh, I don't know, man. The fans Jeez. are listening. <laughs> <laughs> and he he um he finally does show mercy and look where that got him. <sighs> that was such a hard scene to watch. Yeah, true. True. Oh man. It's so hard where they're gonna take that like <laughs> that ending was where where do you go from there? They, they <laughs> Surely he he has no back left. They ha- they opened so many possibilities with that ending, but at the same time reached a conclusion. For me, that was one of the most satisfying open ended endings I've ever seen. Yeah, because there was no part of it where you thought, "Oh, that doesn't make sense." Yeah, or they're just leaving it open ended to for the sake of leaving it open ended. Yeah, yeah, it was like they ended it at the most dramatic part of the season but it, it wasn't like you know like old dukes of hazard where they launch a car yeah and like will it land do you know what i mean yeah, and then yeah. it caused baby <laughs> but th- this was like oh, i don't know and i think that's part of the reason why i love the cobra kai season was the parallels with everything yeah um even to johnny's job so you know what johnny was doing at the start of season one um oh was he um, hanging TVs and that? He yeah. was a handyman. That's right, yeah. And what was Mr. Miyagi? Yeah. Friggin' yeah, handyman. Yeah. I thought, because the, like I missed that yeah. when I first watched it. I thought, oh, yeah, Johnny's just got a job hanging TVs and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, he's a maintenance man. True, that's right. Which was Miyagi's job yeah. in, in the first one. And I was just like, oh, by the way, have you, uh, what's his name who plays Mr. Miyagi? Um, is it Sean or Pat? Pat. Pat. Yeah. Have you heard him when he's not doing the Mr. Miyagi voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen clips of him on, uh, I think they shared one of him on Cheese. Yeah, I can't do it. Hey, <laughs> he's just got... Uh, he's Mr. Miyagi, not Pat. He's mis- he's not Pat. <laughs> when I hear Pat, I almost think he's, he's Mr. Miyagi playing Pat. Yeah, he's acting. For, for me, in my head, he was Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And and to hear him as, as Pat is almost like, that was one of my favourite things in in the first season was the parallel between Johnny and Mr Miyagi and McGirls. They sort of do the training montage and he's cleaning stuff and everything and yeah. it gets to the end and he says, he's cleaning the windows. He says, is there any way you want those clean? Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny just turns around and says, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just thought, uh, you've got such similar training techniques mm. but then... When it comes to that mental side of it, it's like that's where the difference is. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that, and that's and that, like you can see it 
uh, in the mottos. Yeah. So the the Miyagi Do motto. What what is it? Um, karate in, in self defense or yeah. self defense only. Yeah. That's rule number one. Yeah. And rule number two. See rule number one, <laughs> which it's kind of funny how their motto has a smart ass statement in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're all like about bonsais and doing the right thing. Yeah. And they go, Oh yeah, by the way, we'll be a smart ass in our, <laughs> in our rules. In our rules. <laughs> Everything else we'll do all like, you know, Tai Chi and bonsai, right. but in our motto, which sums us up, we'll, we'll be a smart ass. Right. Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. And then you got no mercy on the other side on their wall. That's the other thing that was uh, so cool about season two when uh, they were out the front in a typical strip mall. Yeah. Is, I think that's what they call them in America. Yeah, is, yeah, I'm sure I've heard that. I don't know what we call them in Australia. It's like a row of shops. Corner shop. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that kind of cool name. But when they had that area out the back and they started training out the back yeah. and it got more hardcore out the back. It yeah. was like the secret. They were going deeper yeah. into the Cobra Kindness. Yeah. So out the front it's like standard strip more. Oh yeah, that's just a cool saying. But then out the back there was like the secret that's section. That's where the real shit's happening. And they had all those um like the parallels, like the um Bobby from the original one who says put them in a body bag. Yeah. Yeah. And then they zipped him up in a body bag. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that a lot more if he didn't die in real life. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was bad timing for that because yeah. it was like, ah, oh, shit, he died. I seen know? a thing on that on that today. They put that in post production. So if you watch the clip of it, you see him say, um, he he laughs, I think, and then the camera pans away mm. and he says. Put him in a body bag, and then it pans back to him, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, he does it. Yeah, I love and the yeah." He, he got him to do it post production. The guy who did it, ah, oh. and also the one who says, um, "The guy who put it in, he was one of the producers. I can't think of his name, mm. and he's the one who yelled out, uh, Johnny, you're a cre- is it Johnny? You're a cream puff, or?" Johnny, um, you're a cream puff. Yeah, yeah. In the, in I'll the have same to watch the crowd. Yeah. 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 There was a guy who put a, on a post on that Cobra Kai group on Facebook and he he asked him in the YouTube comments <laughs> and the guy put up a video of him like doing all that. Ah, that yeah he does is burnt yeah. into my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. I don't know if you practice it. No, that's, that's why they pick him. Well, the, wa- the way it, that, that was read. He's not even saying yeah to put him in a body bag. It's just a oh, like a cheering like on, a, like yeah, you know. And then they've put the they've added that in uh, post production. Normally, like the only post production stuff I saw was like the Star Wars stuff where they ruined it. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's it's good to hear that post production can actually go well. Because yeah, right. <laughs> I heard this argument somewhere. Well, I suppose it's different to post production to to when it's released. And what they were saying is that um, I learned that from remember that Dan Carlson um, uh, podcast you got me onto, and they were saying why do you need history teachers because um, history hasn't changed, and I think it was him or someone along the lines was saying that history doesn't change, but the people change, and so the cultures change, the way people talk changes, and so. To be able to get people to relate to history, you have to retell it 
in a way that makes sense to a modern audience. Yeah. And they're saying that that's why it's a roundabout way, but the opposite way, why you shouldn't change movies. Because if you've recorded, you know, written, produced it, recorded it in a certain era, it reflects that era. Yeah. And th- and then if 20 years time, you change out body bag because plastics aren't acceptable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in a reusable cardboard box. <laughs> you know, like y- you've, uh, you've changed the, you effectively changed the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I can see why some dudes would be annoyed, like if they said something or did something in a movie, which is now culturally unacceptable. Yeah. But you need that reference point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if they went back and started changing paintings. They they post production in Canada have taken. Uh, I think it's Home Alone. They've yeah. taken Trump out of Home Alone, and you're just going, why? Why? <laughs> What that a statement. Was, that was one of the best parts. Oh, it's so and it, strange. And it sums up, like, what's going on beautifully. Like, we have movie stars, which isn't new. I suppose they had Ronald Reagan. And now they're in, like, yeah. politics as well. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, nah, nah. What a statement. Yeah. I, I felt better after it. <laughs> what, that Trump wasn't there yeah, anymore? Yeah. I could finally watch Home Alone 3 or whatever it is again there. I think it was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It's the bit where he's, um, she's about to find him at the Christmas tree or something, isn't it? I think so. But the, the funny thing is, I'm a muck and I'm from a big family. And yeah, you lose kids. Like it's just a, a given of life. You can't keep it like, as I say, it's like herding cats. And you can imagine, like I'm one of, I'm one of eight Right. Yeah, wow. Imagine if you whack in some cousins that have just, you know. Yeah, good luck. To, like, you've got 10 kids, you know. Yeah. You call into a shop, one bolts out to go to the dunny, and you, everyone in the car, yeah, everyone's a car. Where's Leo again? Yeah, uh, locked in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but back to the, the Cobra Kai with the um, parallels. What are your thoughts on Robbie? Oh, man. There, there's so much talk in that um, in that Facebook group that he's going to juvie <laughs> in season three. I just can't see anything like that happening. You don't think he's going to juvie? No, nah, no way. <sighs> well, it depends on do you judge a crime based on what happened in terms of the damage, or do you base it on intent? Mm, it's got to be both. It's got to be both. Yeah. So, like, I don't think he intended to kick him over a rail two stories down or yeah. whatever, however high it was, and land on his back. Yeah. But that's what happened. Yeah. In saying that, when somebody's leaning against a rail and you kick them upwards. Where do you think they're going <laughs> to go? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, just, You're right. I think it'll be... All part of the storyline of them coming together. I think so, like Rocky. Yeah, and then they'll take on Crease and he's whoever else he's got. Well, I I had my theory, and and my theory was that Hawk will become the main bad guy of season three. Oh yeah, I think with Crease with under Crease. Yeah, yeah. I think Hawk's had his ass kicked that many times. Um, that he's been hardened. Yeah. He's lost uh, 
his original best friend in Dimitri. Yeah. I think um, Miguel, uh, it's hard to say which way he will go, but if he stays to true Miguel, he, he probably won't be out for vengeance and stuff like that. Nah. And and so Hawks, after Dimitri, Hawk was uh, great friends with Miguel, so that might split Hawk and Miguel. Mm. And so then Hawk's got effectively no one. Uh, Moon dropped him. And Dimitri went hard in the paint. At him at the end of season two. Oh, in oh. that scene in the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Hard. <laughs> that was that was excruciating, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It was so good, but it was finally like, it was almost like the Joker and Batman where he looked at him and went, I just don't care. He's like, you can't hurt me. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you with this. It was, it, they, they do that balance a lot, don't they? Like in the, did you like what Hawk wore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He went from like a nerd to like wearing cool tracksuits and uh, stuff like sick. that. It was sick. <laughs> and and who was it? Was there someone that came in in season two and he was trying to replicate Hawk flipping the script? And there was some guy trying to flip the script. Yeah, and it just now. wasn't happening for him. Hawk was the most successful flipping of the script. Yeah. And, and did like one of my favorite lines is um, he said. Um, Hawk said to Johnny, oh, some teachers or something think that I might be on the spectrum. He goes, I don't know what that is, yeah, but get, get off, off it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had so many good lines, yeah. Johnny, in that one. He's gender what? <laughs> <laughs> he thought they were taking the piss. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a real thing. And the funny thing with that, like I was reading the other day, you know, with the toilets, like what toilet do people go to? Someone said it's a really easy way to solve that. They can go to whatever toilet they want, but you just make it so the bathroom is effectively just a series of doors. Uh, so you put the fa- the hand-washing part outside and then you just... Or, or maybe you can have one per stall and you just open a door and it's just a fully contained room. Yeah. So, you know, and everyone can use it. Everyone can use it. Yeah. Jeez, that's a big deal. I know. Well, once I heard that, I thought, geez... Businesses would be stoked, like, because it's a much, oh, I don't know, be a lot more plumbing, wouldn't there? Would there? Oh, I'm not sure how it all work. Yeah, my brother's a plumber. Have you seen that, the toilet, and they've got Bruce Jenner running in the Olympics as the sign for the men's toilets, <laughs> and then Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> as the sign for the female toilets? Oh, it's absolutely ruthless. Ah. Ruthless. I didn't, but see, I didn't realize, like, um, you know, not being an American uh, and not being a Kardashians fan, how much of a big deal that was the Bruce Jenner thing. Because he was like, I don't know, like, he was like the gold medal, you know, was it decathlon, yeah. bloody. He was a pinup boy. He was. Yeah, he was like, like a man's man, yeah. like superhero. Yeah. I don't know what the equivalent would be in Australia. Um, like, um, like the Iron Man in the 80s. Like, yeah. Um, on the cover of the cereal yeah, boxes and all that. Oh, oh what were their names? Guy Leach. And Guy Leach. Uh, and who was, and there was a, a couple, uh, Lisa Curry, Kenny. Yeah, that's it. What yeah. was her husband? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it'd be like one of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. On everything, you know, Just on the TV on, and like. On your yeah. neutral grain. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then all of a sudden it's like, nah, yeah, over. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I remember when he was, she or was doing it, 
and the fighter and the kid that Brian Callan he mm. kept because they little things had come out in their little news thing that say oh they think that he's going to do this and whatever and he always said oh I know more I know more like you wait wait just give it six <laughs> months you wait you wait <laughs> and Sean would always go nah man it's just the tabloids this isn't going to happen he's like America's hero yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, later on the track he's like told you <laughs> it would be yeah like you get, if you have to put yourself in that position it would be quite a change like someone you grew up with on TV and everything and, and they changed gender. It's so strange when I see Kira watching the show and his kids mm. and they're all getting dressed up to go to an event together and they're like, oh, can I borrow your shoes or, you <laughs> know, whatever. Man. And they're just going, geez, like, good on you for making the best of it. But I mean, like, cards on the table, right? I had sisters. So I dressed as a girl. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had yeah. one. Did she never? Did she dress you up? No, no, no. Never. I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm thinking you'll find many a picture of me. You know, lipstick on, bit of the thing, but I don't know. It just it it never seemed to what's the word bother me that much. No. Yeah. So I did a job for a guy once, and he he's a man's man. Mm. Like, and we went around, dropped this timber off early one morning. And he'd forgotten to wipe his lippy off from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> he's come out. And, oh, geez, you blokes are early. <laughs> and he's just got the brightest, pinkest lips. And it wasn't transferred. It was drawn. He put on, it on. Was like, it neat? Did he do a good job? That was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes I think, like, if if you're trying to be a woman rather than being a natural woman, you might put on a bit of extra effort. Yeah, yeah uh, you nah, get better at nah, it. Nah, he he was good. Yeah, <laughs> he'd been through that phase already. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, a bit tangential there. Oh, did you like so? Speaking of parallels, that um, Sam kicked Tori over a rail. Yeah. 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 But their one, or that happened is she slid down a few stairs and like. Tory with the knuckle duster. That knuckle duster was full oh, on. Yeah, yeah. And that was when it was like, all right, this is this is all getting really like it's beyond some kids just kicking each other. Like, <sighs> honey, I love um, Stingray. That I was waiting for the Stingray scene. Throwing kids everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and and you sort of cheer him on. And then I said, somebody said. Can you imagine if that actually happened in a school? <laughs> I know. you got some, what, he's got to be late 20s, early 30s. Easy, yeah. Just dude just wailing. Yeah. And he's not like a small dude no, either. No, no. <laughs> just wailing no. on 15-year-olds. kegs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched that scene? Um, uh, like that fight scene, obviously, like a few times and seen the, the choreography? It's so of, good. Oh, yeah. God, it's good. Yeah. And the way, like, they balance it with the camera. And so it goes from one individual fight to the other. It's yeah. like they practice their moves. And then they, like, I think the Stingray on one scene, he just walks up and he slams his foot against the locker just to add to the drama yeah, rather than, does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sort of puts it between two people, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he asks someone as he walks by. <laughs> I saw a bit of hate from Stingray online. Did you yeah, see so that? Yeah, so did I, yeah. I, I didn't, couldn't, I I didn't understand. Not get that. Yeah. So many people said he was a pointless character. He was brilliant. I, I, I thought, like, he really added to, I suppose, maybe it's the nostalgia element 
where in a lot of 80s movies you had someone like him. Yeah. And I, I thought sometimes the show got a, a little bit uh, tense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And he broke it up. And perfect. he broke it up yeah. and he was like a little bit of comic relief. Yeah. It got to, at times, it got a little bit too lovey-dovey, dramery. Mm, it did. Sort of, yeah. And then he brought the fun out. <laughs> How good was um when he won the headband challenge at yeah. Cody Creek? Yeah. Oh, I did not see that coming. No, 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 I'd forgotten from I'd forgotten. all about it, man. And then do you like how burst out of the lows? And how he had the um Miguel's headband in his mouth and it took and he took it to Crease like he was a puppy dog yeah. and Crease tapped him on the head. <laughs> uh, I like this girl at school and I hid under everybody's bags in drama class. And then she walked past and I thought it'd be funny if I leapt out of the bags like a stingray <laughs> leaping out of the grass and she absolutely shattered pants, <laughs> sort of went, it was where the put the bags was next to the stage in the drama class and she oh. fell onto the, and yeah, broke her arm. Broke her arm? Yeah, yeah. rest assured that never went anywhere for me. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, don't stingray people. No. <laughs> Broke her arm. Yeah. Did you have to explain it? Did they call you into the office and go, oh, you trust No, 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 no. Oh, because it was long gone from your interaction. Oh, no, it was like, oh, we were friends. Like, I ah. tell, it's not like she went running and going, you know. Like, ah. He scared me. And like, we were probably 14 years old or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Uh, I, don't, I don't dwell on it. <laughs> Clearly, it <laughs> <laughs> didn't ruin my life at all. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but um, I the the part though, and I got to lay the cards on the table again. That got me right. That hit me in the hurts in the feels. Was I was such a massive, massive Mister Miyagi fan that sometimes reading the Miyagi Do hurt. Kind of like, I don't know. It felt like there was, I had I had to kind of get over it in my head. Yeah. Because the I wanted to be in Miyagi Do as a kid. Like that was, <laughs> that was my dream. And to have the headband, and then this thing was a real thing. And then, um, I think sometimes that Facebook group. I don't think it's like, I. Uh, it's obviously called, the show's called Cobra Kai. Yeah. So it's obviously Johnny's story and the Cobra Kai story. But I don't know. I, I just, uh, it's it's hard for me being a massive, like, Mr. Miyagi was my hero as a kid. Yeah. And, um, but I suppose in this um, telling of the story, it's less Mr. Miyagi and John, uh, and John Kreese. It's more Daniel and Johnny. And Johnny, yeah. And so I suppose that they aren't too different. So I suppose that there there isn't that there, but I don't know. It was this, it was hard for me to to see that kind of like let go of that. Yeah, that was like my utopia, and it was like <laughs> I was holding on to it. I can I can have a little bonsai plant, and, I can, and then it was gone. I was like ah, over. And I tell you the other part that annoyed me in the show that stupid circle dance, that water circle dance. Do you remember that Robbie and Sam did? Oh yes, around yes, yeah. I think they used it in the cafeteria fight scene yeah, they or did. something like they that. They did. Because he said, if you can master this, nobody can ever, uh, was it gang up on you? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Then I don't know. It was no crane kick to the face nah. to me. Nah, nah, God, nah. And I, I think, um, 
<laughs> and um, remember Miguel's headbutt? Yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> Your dad taught me that. <laughs> I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. But that water dance was part of it, part of the whole too much lovey-dovey when yeah. uh, it was I, – I didn't like all that. Well, they had to try to build the love tension with definitely with Robbie definitely. and Sam. Well, it helps keep Kira. Th- this is the first show that me and Kira have watched together in a long time. Really? Oh man, like she watches the worst TV shows. Yeah, I don't watch any kennel shows. Oh, and that's part of what keeps her interested. Is like, oh, geez, <laughs> Sam and Robbie <laughs> going on, you know? Like, say so you got to you got to put up with a that uh, yeah and uh, they had some cool like the roller skating rink scene or whatever where yeah. they, i think the show does nostalgia really yeah. well my favorite part about that was tori <laughs> <laughs> when she came in at the end yeah started tripping people yeah, over yeah. oops sorry <laughs> i was um I don't, I don't, the with the robbie character i think Hopefully, for me, in season three, they move past the prop device of having Robbie and Miguel just slightly mistime things. They seem to do that like a lot where, you know, Robbie wanted to see Johnny and that just so happened to be as he sat down next to Miguel. Had he yeah. come a minute earlier or a minute later? Yeah. And even that fight at the end, do you know what I mean? Like the, the the timing when the two main male characters saw each other. Yeah. They kept having like that slight yeah. time difference and that could then explain the behaviour of yeah. the two of them. But uh, and even um so yeah, I, I don't know. I think at some stage I was hoping they'll move past that. Did you notice that? Yeah. That's just T V timing. It is T V timing, but I think they d- towards the end they they they're definitely heading towards them getting together. Yes. And it's it's a hundred percent and it even if that kick over the railing sort of went, Oh shit, maybe I'm wrong about that and then they go back to Cobra Kai and his crew's taking over everything and you go, No, no, they're definitely getting together. Yeah. Definitely. So season three, I, I would guess, would do you reckon where where's Johnny season three? Still on a bender, <laughs> on a bender, and I seen a brilliant theory. You know how he chucks his keys and his phone and everything, and yeah, um, in the sand, yeah. and um, what's her name? Um, Ali with an eye. Ali <laughs> with an eye. <laughs> um, and uh, what's the homeless lady's name? Oh, I loved her. That the, I seen oh. a great theory that the start of season three is going to yeah. be her burning around in his car and everything <laughs> with, his, with his mobile phone because she's found his keys down the beach and everything. Oh, that would be an awesome start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that. Nice bit of 80s rock playing oh. with her just cruising around in his Cobra Kai mobile. Ah, oh, a bit of poison or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Um. I reckon you're right. I reckon that Johnny's gonna maybe go back to how he was at the start he of, will. of season uh, one. Yeah, for a little bit. And I think obviously that the one bit of information we do know is is Daniel goes over to Okinawa. Yeah. But I'm thinking at at some stage those two will team up, or you don't reckon? Oh, Johnny and Daniel. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be season three, but it's gonna happen. So what? So you reckon that Robbie and Miguel 
will 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 form a friendship and, before. Yeah, and they'll force them to resolve to, their differences. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I seen another one uh, about Hawk too, mm. um, and they reckon that. It'd be cool to see him like doing, you know, like the underground fight scenes in movies where they're like, you know, fight blood sport. Yeah, like stuff like that. And Crease is taking him around to them, you know, to really harden him up. Toughen him up. Yeah. Doing a bit of cage fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like in in warehouses with, you know, all the criminals, bloody, you know, pit bulls everywhere. Well, that, that, like, who is going, I reckon it's pretty safe to say that Hawk's going to be in season three. And it's pretty safe to say that he'll be pretty formidable. Oh, yeah. I reckon he'll be one of the lead yeah. antagonists. Yeah. yeah. Who who's gonna take him on though from from the other side? Is is Dimitri gonna somehow just psychologically battle him? That's because well, he he's the what is it, the yin to the yang? Yeah. Dimitri's the other side. Yeah. And I, and a lot of these stories about the nerds come on cool if the eighties movies have taught us anything. Yeah. And Dimitri started off the biggest nerd, but I tell you what, he's yeah. pretty, he's pretty stringy. Or maybe Moon might turn him back around. Oh, Moon might turn Hawk back around. Maybe uh, she might come back on the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen anything about her in season three. She she was um she was good because she breached both camps. Yeah, and and to be honest. <laughs> The show may be called Karate Kid. It might have kid in the name, but I consider it an adult show. (laughs) (laughs) And she was probably, like, if you look at it in terms of realism, the most kind of, like, realistic perspective. Like, could you imagine in real life if there was two warring dojos in your high school? You'd be like, what the... Yeah. Are you serious? You idiots doing. What are you doing? <laughs> Even though like me as a grown man, I'm like, get him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but um yeah, so I thought that that she gave an interesting perspective that she treated it as if it was just like karate was just like a sport. And like, yeah. well, what are you guys doing? Like we we're all mates. Could you imagine being at school, but mm. and you didn't really know them and you you know, you're off doing your own thing and you you hear what? These karate dojos are having a war. Like, what are these dickheads going to do to each other? And then you go and watch it and go, oh, shit. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always dreamed of having that moment that Miguel had. And that was one of my favourite um, scenes from season one. Remember on the, ca- uh, the cafeteria? Yeah. And what was his name? Who was the wrestler? Um, Who was the bad guy? Uh, the kid who, da- who likes fish sticks. Um, not yes, sushi. <laughs> Sam's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, originally. Yeah. Ah, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Ky- uh, Kyla. 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 Yeah, that's it. And Kyla's beaten him up before, and he's done that karate, and he's like, "Oh, what's that? More lame ass karate?" And he goes, "It's not lame ass karate. It's Cobra Kai." And <laughs> I thought, "Oh my yeah. god!" And just cracks him right in the nose. Oh. <laughs> and just walks around like a beast or yeah. whatever. Have you seen the beast mode um, YouTube mixes of that? They add some um, music to it yeah, and stuff. Yeah, right. Pumps me up in the morning. Yeah, nice. That's a hard thing, like, because I love those inspirational movies like Karate Kid and like Rocky and stuff like that. And they pump me up. And I'm like, yeah. And then 
I sit at my desk. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stand it, eh? I'm gonna stand. <laughs> I'm gonna type these keys really aggressively. You know what I mean? Like a pump shop, but you got nowhere to put it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh. Yeah, I um I must look like a dick sometimes in the truck driving around and when a good song comes on and you you know, you're really singing away and playing the air drums. Oh, so, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. I'm getting to the stage where I'm embarrassing my kids doing that. When, when like, they were young, they didn't care. And then when they were a little bit older, they got into it too. Yeah. But now they're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're starting to realise. And like, nah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, I get that all the time. Oh, all from, from Jack? Yeah. <laughs> Although I've been pretty cool. I started playing Fortnite with him last weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. And I got a, um, what do they call a win? I got a dub. A dub? I've got a dub too. So what do you I, pl- I just walk around the house saying, Wanna get a dub today, Jack? Get a dub? <laughs> I um I used to work with a guy who him and his mates would play Fortnite like people play touch footy. Oh really? Yeah. So every I don't know, I'll make it up like Tuesday night, eight o'clock, bang, headphones on, mics on. Yeah. And they'll play together because his mates like he was from Perth and his mates had moved around. Like one was in Sydney, one was in Melbourne. And they'll all get together and chat and play, and I thought hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, is it? I haven't played it. Is it? Is it? Does That's, it live up to the hype? Oh man, it's it's ridiculously hard because it's not just shooting things. You got to build as well. At the so same like, time. Jack's little fingers, they push. Like there's a combination of about five buttons, and you spin around in the air, and you build a building around you, and so it's like. People can't shoot you and they can't see you. Shit. But if you can't do that, like people just shoot, shoot the hell out of you. <laughs> You're just spinning That's around. Old, Jack's great, but he's absolutely great. Well, I play with him and another one of his mates, and the other night he's you can be revived. Yep. And so he's reviving his mate. It takes ten seconds. You got to like do this, you know, put Little your hand thing. on him thing. Yeah. And he's holding the button down, and it got to five seconds, and I died. And you just hear Jack go. Sorry, Joel, my dad needs me. <laughs> it just left him to die. Oh, coming wow. Away. I was like, all right, all right. I'm it's a proud, proud yeah. dad doing yeah, it there. God, yeah. Oh, poor Joel. Yeah, poor oh, Joel. No, he understood. Him. He understood. Well, my son Johnny knows all the dances to Fortnite, yeah. but we haven't actually got the game yet. He's still on um, he's still on the Switch. Oh, yeah. So, would he, like, is this a... Sony PlayStation thing, yeah, Xbox, Xbox, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is good fun, and it'd be really good fun with a couple of mates mm. with headphones, mm. um, shouting abuse at each other. Yeah, yeah, and and the kids like <laughs> that. Oh, mate, the abuse that comes out of kids' mouths these days is crazy. Some of the stuff that Jack will come out and say after it, and I go, "Who said that?" <laughs> and I go, "Like, because I know how to remove the friends out of his list." I'm like, right, he's removed. He's <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that kid yeah. in our lives. Uh, that kid was rude but funny, so yeah. he can stay. Yeah, he stays. <laughs> <laughs> he gets another chance. <laughs> he uses swear words in context. <laughs> one of the best um, burns I heard from one of the kids at soccer, remember how I got to run the kids out? Yeah. Yeah. was one of the kids said to the other kid, your town shit, you guys don't even have an Aldi. Oh, yes. <laughs> you don't even have an Aldi. Yeah. I'm How did they come up with that? I am so spewing that I didn't get to run them out because I would have turned around and go, Matt, I live at Blue Oven. 
We've got that's the only shop in our whole town, mate. We have got the best outing <laughs> with security guards that just throw the food at you. Oh, the, where, where did I see security guards the other day? The Coles at Northlakes. Mm. There's a big security guard there all the time now. Um, when I first moved up here, I thought, you know, Woiwoi's pretty bad. It's not a great town. But I've never seen a security guard at the Centrelink. <laughs> <laughs> when I first moved up here, I went out round the back of Lakehaven trying to find parking and I thought I'd found a new nightclub. <laughs> there's <laughs> these two massive Maoris <laughs> out the front. Oh. And I look up and there's a Medicare symbol there. <laughs> uh, so the missus, what? Is that the Centrelink or something? She goes, yeah, it's bad around here. <laughs> you know, the weirdest thing that I've ever seen at Lake Haven is, you, you know how they have those $2 shops? Yeah. Where they just sell all sorts of plastic garbage. I went in there, and I think it's still there. If you go there, you know the one just near the Kmart? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you go there, behind the counter on the wall, they have like this metal embossed sign that's about, I don't know, maybe like two foot wide and about uh, you know, almost a foot high. And it says Lake Haven, right? <laughs> like you were that proud of it, you were going to put it on at home. And I thought to myself, that's brilliant. I've got to buy that. Yeah, you know, I'll put it up cool. at home. 80 bucks. Oh, wow. 80 bucks. Yeah. In it, like, like everything else in the shops, like 15 cents, <laughs> dollar. And nobody shops at Lake Haven for that fool. 80 bucks. Bloody kid. For a sign that says Lake Haven. Uh, how d- I don't know. How did, how did they reach that can, like, <laughs> how do they go from. You reckon they just took, like, they were doing renos when the, the, the shopping centre first opened and they found that sign out the back and went, oh, let's just chuck 80 bucks on it. I just couldn't believe, like, who's coming in? Going, yeah, I, I got a party or some. I'll, I'll get, you know, the the hippie wig and I'll, I'll, I'll get some um, yeah. Christmas lights. and Oh, yeah, and that $80 sign that says Lake Haven. Yeah. 80 bucks. Yeah. Anyway. The, the, the blokes out the front who are remodeling the joint and they're putting the new sign up and they get the shopping and the centre up there and the haven and, and then they just knock off the Lake Haven bit. <laughs> what are we going to do, guys? <laughs> we'll go have a look at the junk shop, see what they got, eh? I reckon part of the reason why Lake Haven's tricky is that car park just drives everyone insane. No. I hate that car park. And I, I always hate... park up with a Kmart tire and order. You know what I found out recently? Because mostly I go to supermarkets with the family that um I don't have to park the car. So it used to just, there's, there's things that irritate me and one of them is sitting in a car park waiting for a dude to go out of the car park so you can park there. Yeah. And, of course, I only go to the supermarket at peak times. And it just... And Kel, it doesn't phase her at all. So, you know what I do now? I just hop out of the car. And run in. <laughs> I'll just go, <laughs> I'll see you inside. <laughs> I can't do this. It just, I'll be that anxiety. <laughs> yeah, my anxiety is just climbing and climbing. Yeah, looking in the rear view going, oh, we're getting a bip any second. <laughs> That's right. Someone's going to bip, you know. And then I'm, I'm going to sit there for like a minute and give them the like, you know how like you give them the are you going kind of look and move your arms up. And then like they, they shake their head. And like, nah, I'm just coming. Who goes to their car just to like dump half their shopping and keep shopping? 
these people are just animals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, they're marking their territory. They come and pee on the wheel and they go back. <laughs> this like, is my spot. This is my spot. Like, you can't do that to people. If you bring in bags to the car, just go. Just you've you've done enough. <laughs> like yeah, you got to let a whole family down. <sighs> yeah, it's just so. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I reached a certain age in my life now where I realize I don't have to do things. Like I was watching um, what's his name? Uh, a comedian that got busted wanking. Oh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. <laughs> and he does this great bit about a guy with a busted window. Have you seen that? Oh, I'm not sure. So the guy's driving his car, right? And and. Louis tells it obviously a lot better because he's the master. And the window's smashed and he's got a piece of plastic and it's just gone... <laughs> like the, and he's like, how bad is your life? When You know what I mean? When yeah, you've got a piece I've of plastic. I have said that. And he's like, why doesn't he just kill himself? <laughs> and when he said that, that's now in my head all the time. Like, it's not to the kill yourself option, but just like, what well, I don't have to... Like, I don't know, you, you grow up and you do things and you've got to go to school, you've got to go to jobs, it's a continuation, right? But there's all these other things that they chuck in there that you don't have to do. Yeah. Like if someone else is parking the car and, you know, you, you can just hop out of the car. You don't You don't have to stand, no, no one's making you, no one's doing it. I was just like, oh. I can run away from this situation. I can, I can just leave. <laughs> I, I, my whole life I thought I was trapped in the car. <laughs> I, I can just go. Yeah. My family can fend for themselves. That's right. They're past the baby stage. You know, there's no pram or anything to carry. They can yeah. all walk. Yeah. You know, like and it's always better too because the if it's some bloke behind that's bipping and he bips and it's, and it's your lady. wife yeah. and the kids, they go, all right, we'll let him go. But then he sees you sitting in the passenger seat and goes, right, yeah, someone I can focus my anger on. <laughs> but if you're not there, if I'm not there, what are you going to yell at a bunch of kids? Johnny will yell back at him. Yeah, he loves a bit of yelling. Yeah, so does Jack. Oh. We've got a a uh, like an illegal massage parlor in our street now. Illegal. Well, I'm ninety nine percent sure it's a rub and tub. Yes, I thought they were legal though. Well, not when you just they're run. By oh, like, not in suburbia, not in someone's house. Nah, man. Ah, oh, I like, got you. Not in a quite cold sack. <laughs> but anyway, you. <laughs> they go in and they're all full of beans and everything, you know, like mm. on top of the world. Mm. And then that walk of shame out of there must be horrendous. <laughs> but it's made even worse by the fact they go in there yeah. and this cul-de-sac's dead quiet. Yeah. And they come out and there's three families all out the front <laughs> and all the kids are playing <laughs> and everything. And the looks on there, they look up and they just can't. Oh, they, they, they can't know, make no eye contact. No, they have to go past us to get out of the cul-de-sac. And one day, <laughs> Jack was showing off to his mates and he, he chased this bloke down the street, shaking his <laughs> fist at him. And they got to reverse the car out because oh, no. there's no room to turn around. Oh, so they no. reverse it out slowly. <laughs> Jack's chasing him down the street going, don't you come back here. <laughs> this bloke's thinking, oh, God, I won't. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's horribly. I mean, there's natural shame, obviously, but adding adding an eight year old on top of that. Well, there's about three of them, and like you know, a couple of five year old girls out the front as well from across the road. Joel from next door, he's about thirteen. He he nearly knows what's going on. You know. Ah, I can I can remember when um, Kel was looking. She was working as a speech pathologist. 
and she was looking for a place to open a business and she was looking for places to rent. And she's like, you know, this place, because I grew up in Wales, so I know where I'm in Wales. She goes, this place is really cheap. I wonder why, like, the rent is... <laughs> <laughs> you know why the rent is so cheap, don't you? It was right next door to the massage parlour. And this, it had a big sign in the window. And I just thought, imagine how hard it would be to get, like, there's mummy and daddy with their little precious kid. And Where are we doing speak? Oh, just up there next to the... <laughs> Daddy's just going to pop next door for a minute. Uh, can, can you say $20 for extras? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Dottea, I am doing an open mic tomorrow night. Ah. Yeah. Where at, Newey? You Newey. They're always Newey. There's only one um, on the coast and it's one once a month. So yeah, right. I've got to do that a couple of times, which was great. Because instead of driving an hour there, an hour back, you're driving like half an hour there and half an hour back. Yeah. It's amazing, like, the levels of excitement for five minutes of activity, drawing a parallel to the massage parlour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, have the same walk of shame? Afterwards. <laughs> no, it's... it's, it's uh, Deep feeling of emptiness and regret. sadness. Yeah. <laughs> The funny thing is your son heckled me off stage the other day. <laughs> Never come back here. Don't know how he got in. Uh, meant to be eighteen to get in. No, but um it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Like it's it's very exciting. I think um I think you'd love it. Yeah. If you if you gave it a shot. The the hardest part for me is I assumed that I'd be heckled. I don't know, I just had it in my head that it would be adversary, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the but it's quite the opposite. Yeah, right. People are like, the sign says free open mic comedy. So they're coming because it's free. Open, like they're, yeah, they're, they're not coming with expectations that I've, I've forked out 30 bucks no. for this. And, and, and they're coming to actually see comedy. Yeah. So a lot of them are kind of comedy fans. And so you get there and everyone's supportive and you're like, ah, oh, I'm not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I'd be in the element. I don't think I'd be any good at comedy. I'd just be good at getting on stage and getting heckled and giving it back to people. Well, <laughs> there are clubs where you can do that. Yeah, right. And I, I might go check one out one day. Yeah. But I don't know if that's I don't know if that's my element because um I'm in my element at the footy. It in the away bay with just a hundred people giving it to me and I'm just giving it back. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never got into a fight doing it or anything. It's part of the footy. My missus is always like, oh, stop it, stop it, you're going to get killed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they love it. <laughs> they do love it. Yeah. Always make sure you're just a little bit of self-depreciation. And yeah. yeah. I think people can, can normally tell. Yeah. And and if if a burn is good enough, people will laugh. Like it doesn't matter if it's at you or if it's at anyone. Yeah. If if you can, God, that hill at Newcastle is is that is that pretty much your open mic stage? Oh no, well, because I'm in the Newcastle jersey, I'm one of them. <laughs> so it's more when you're on the road. When I'm on the road, I've been to Penrith and been the only Newcastle supporter on the hill there. <laughs> um, Whenever they play Gosford against the Roosters or Manly, I always make sure to nestle myself into a little. <laughs> That's the closest I've ever been to getting punched. Was it Manly? Manly game. 
and he had me Henny Penny jersey on. Yep. And some chick told me, oh, shut up, Pudgy Pudgy. Pudgy Pudgy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I said, what are you doing at the footy anyway? Doesn't your husband have a sandwich that needs to be made or oh. something? And everyone laughed at her. And she just lost her shit. She She's trying to march through, like, instead of going out and mm. up the stairs mm. and to me, mm. she just went to go through the crowd, just climbed up <laughs> through the suit. So that was the only thing that saved me. People were going, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't, like, do it like crowd surfing and just yeah, help nah, it to you nah, quicker. No, they didn't help the missile <laughs> at you at the end. They give me plenty of time to make my escape. <laughs> we used to... Um, my family were massive or are still massive Eels fans. And and that's why it hurts me so much to do the open mic tomorrow night. I, I had to I had to make the call. I had to go, okay, my Eels are playing tomorrow night. It's the first game of the season. Mm. The Bulldogs have had a scandal this week. I don't oh. know if you saw it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, mate. She was of legal age and it was consensual. Um and uh, you know, two consenting um Adults. Well, well, not adults, but um, <laughs> of legal age, so that's no, perfectly <sighs> fine. Nothing to see here. And and where did where did they meet? Um, spokesperson for the Bulldogs. Um, well, um, not all the facts are uh, <laughs> out in the out in the public at the moment. Um, we can't talk about these cases because you know you, it's. Did you say the player oh. tried to say I I didn't know she was a schoolgirl, and then somebody released the messages. And that was one of the first things he asked her was, were you at that school today? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mate, rugby league, it just keeps giving, doesn't yeah. it? Just when yeah. you think, nah, it's this, 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 it's every scandal that could have... The Jared Hayne one just blew my mind. I just like, what? Yeah. Bit where? What the? Yeah. Grand <laughs> final, <Excuse mate>? <laughs> Caught an Uber from where to where and then back to where? What? <laughs> Like you know, and Jared Hayne doing all this Hillsong yeah. stuff, and and, and her mum was sitting in the lounge. Mum was what? in the lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a guy in the banjo. So like it was just it was bizarre. Yeah. And uh, um, remember the Matthew Lodge one? Yeah, yeah, that was We're, crazy. Just went on this rampage yeah. in New York, and yeah. just like oh my God, Roy and HG. I know that um, I'm a massive fan of. They had this ongoing joke that they'll do where they said there should be a rugby league jail. <laughs> and all the players, they live in the jail and they let them out to play games, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And put them back Day in the jail. <laughs> and obviously they'd have to have a bus and put them on the bus and uh, have guards on the bus to uh, get them to... I could just imagine them getting off like Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Matt Lodge comes out to play and they surround him with their things and release the, the shackles and just run away. <laughs> It was, it was, um, oh God. So yeah, so that was like, for me, it was like, I love my eels. First game of the season, right? I put on, I usually get on, Johnny's got all the eels gear. I've got the jersey. Johnny's got the shorts, got everything. My little uh, nephew Finn's got the shorts, got the jersey. My brother Ed's got the jersey. We gave him over to my uncle John's. He's, um, his boys, obviously, you know, they're men now. And um, they've got kids, and their kids uh, range in age from about uh, maybe um, oh, Anthony's eldest is in her twenties, but uh, most of them are kind of in the age bracket of like seventeen to like ten. Massive eels fans, the whole extended wow. family, yeah. And so I go over there and watch it with them, 
and they'll go nuts. And I thought, mate, the Bulldogs are already not a strong team. Yeah. You add in this scandal, yeah. and they, they, they are just We're going to win. They're ripe for that. The only thing is you could get overconfident. But yeah. as long as you don't get overconfident, because those two players that they lost were, were half-decent players. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. And you can't replace them. Like, re- re- subbing out one player, you know, maybe, but two two backs, was it two backs? Uh, Harawira and Oro is like a back rower. Okay. But you can play in the centres. Yeah. So, the, so they're, they're losing a second rower, yeah. and I just thought, mate, this, this isn't a bag. Yeah. But then I'm trying to do one show a week to keep the momentum going. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was, there was a fork in the road, and I listened to – I've got this terrible habit of um, – I love American showmen. Like, um, Kel hates it, but I actually like watching those infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> where they sell, where they sell oh, knives no. and and shemwells. Oh, do you like the um, like the church people? Or the I love the church this? people. <laughs> I knew it. I, knew I it. love <laughs> them. And like, I don't, I don't believe what they say. I'm not into what they, they say. They are the ultimate American showman, but they are so like yeah. the show they put on yeah. Sunday mornings. I'm an early riser, oh. and if before sunrise is on is. Um, the Brian Houston Church or something like that. Complete nutter nutters, <laughs> but like just so entertaining yeah. and so well spoken. Yeah. And um. Anyway, so uh, I I listen to so the sometimes like the the crazy American right wing debaters. I don't know if you've seen that. Um. In in colleges, they have this series of people will go to the college and debate people. Yeah. Yeah, and so I watch all of those. Yeah. And then um, some of them were referencing self-help people, so I listened to a few of those. And then I saw this thing on Facebook where this guy was talking about the latest um, guy the, to do self-help. He's a um, Indian, uh, sorry, he's an English guy of Indian heritage. And oh, I forget his name. I should have wrote his name down. And anyway, there was this thing on Facebook about it and I was waiting for the punchline. I thought like this was a, a like a, a joke. Yeah. You know, like the Guru um, movie. Yeah. And I thought like the guy that was talking about it at the end of the video clip, it was going to be him, you know, like in a dumb wig or something yeah. like that saying this to me. But it was full legit. Oh, yeah. This guy was just a massive fan and produced a fan video about how much he loved this motivational speaker guy. And so I, I watched the motivational speaker guy. And um, I, th- I think in a nutshell, you know how they all have to have a cool backstory? Yeah. So he, his backstory was that I think he was from the English upper class and um, then he had a motivational speaker himself that was a monk and then he went and did monk life for a couple of years <laughs> and then he quit being a monk and he did, you know, some of that stuff. But one of the things, and I've got to admit it, I've got to admit it that he said that did hit me was that a lot of people want say what they would consider like the end point of the life of someone so like just say i don't know they see someone like uh maybe who's a good example like cameron smith like captain of australia captain of queensland captain of freaking everything yeah and they go i'd want to be that but um do do they want to get up at 4 a.m and do 100 sit-ups yeah you know (laughs) do they want to just exclusively eat eggs for a month and, and so that kind of hit me and I thought, okay, 
I would like like what we're doing now and the comedy thing, which is similar, to be a living. And for that to be a living, sure, I'd like the end point where I've got a beautiful home studio, you know what I mean? Yeah. On a time that suits me, yeah. I come in, have a coffee, yeah. you know. Jet down to LA a couple of times a year. That's right, you know. <laughs> but do I want to, you know, effectively do the sit-ups? Do I want to do an open do mic? I want to watch the Eels game as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> This is bullshit. That's right. So I had to, I had to make the call, and I thought, I thought, man, I, I like I went, I forget what season it was. It wasn't last season. Maybe it was one of the seasons when they were going shit. Where, um, and maybe it was two seasons in a row. I did not miss a game. Yeah, right. Not like not one. And my kids were young, so Kel didn't want me yelling at the TV like I do because. I'm the most one-sided fan you'll ever see. I'm all that like, bullshit ref, they're not keeping 10 (laughs) type guys, you know. And so I used to go down to the pub and watch it. And so this was back when they had Tuesday night footy or Monday night footy. Remember Monday night footy? So I'd go there on like a wet Monday in the middle of winter and sit there and and just watch it by myself, (laughs) crying into my beer because they lost frigging every game. But uh, yeah, but to that guy, I I had to make the decision. I said, okay. You know, is if I really want to do it, then when it comes to these things, one of them's going to have to take priority. Yeah. So yeah, and you can take the eels game. I know, but Johnny was like, "Oh, we're going to go over to Uncle John's and watch it. Uh, First game of the season." Ah, shit. But yeah, so it's all right. I'll get booed anyway. You reckon? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I'll Who'd be, you tip? I'll be tipping them. I haven't. I'm for tip. I don't tip. Until I don't tip. I do, but not until tomorrow night. And you wait that long? Yeah, well, what happens... God, seven players could be having sex with schoolgirls <laughs> right now. <laughs> Quite easily. Ah, oh, that's true. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, mean, I wish you could tip just before every game. Because the coaches as well name players knowing full uh, well they're not going to play. Yeah, they name an extended bench. Yeah, or they name, like, Desi Asla for the last... Month mm-hmm. has said them two back rowers. They both got shoulder recos same day, mm. and he said they'll be missing two three weeks. No dramas. He's named them both, and so there you go. Well, are they going to play? Aren't like, is he playing mind games? Like, yeah, it just you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of um, uh, ego at stake in tipping comps. You know, I I can't tip. Yeah, I usually can't either. Last year I went really good. Well, not like, like it's just they're they're so because you know I'm nerd, right? It's it's a secret because it's in the name. <laughs> but so there's so much of my job where I've got to, um, for lack of a better word, be kind of logical and responsible. So I've got to go, okay, we're doing this for these reasons, and yeah. you know this won't work for that reason, and you got to pay me this money for that reason or whatever that i just love having an outlet where i go i'm an eels fan why because i don't like them yeah. <laughs> just no reason yeah. those other guys are jerks why because they're on the other team <laughs> you know like i don't need i don't need to be i can just chuck that out and yeah. be emotional yeah. I, i'm one of those guys that gets his emotion out oh, at right. the mate give me a few beers at the footy i'll be like this is bullshit ref's being paid off you know and when we're winning, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, how good's life? Right. So, and that means I can't tip because 
I can't tip against my team. No. And and if you can't tip against your team, you, you can't win a tipping comp, especially if you're an Eels fan. My yeah, God. Oh, mate. I'm a Newcastle fan. Anything I've gone in tipping comps. And then someone told me this bullshit, oh, no, you tip against them because uh, if you it's don't... It's a sadness hedge. Yeah, and, it, like, if they, if they, like, win, then you're happy. But if they don't win, then you've tipped, so you've won the tip. Yeah. And I'll counter that with saying, but if you tip against them and they win... Personally, I feel like the biggest trader ever. Yeah. I got a mate who throws hundred bucks on the team, like playing against his team every week. And so he just if he loses his hundred, he doesn't care. Doesn't wow. care. Yeah. If they lose, he collects money. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just want my team to win. Yeah. Just I don't like Ah, I don't, uh, yeah. Now, nah, I'm usually hopeless at tipping comps, and last season I'm a mug punter at heart. I'll go, yeah, but I know they've lost seven in a row, but not many teams lose eight in a <laughs> they row. They never lose eight, like, do you they? Know, it's the magic number. Like they always turn it around. And last year, I tipped like it was a job, just um. like, and I won one tipping comp. And there was another one. I come fourth in in the end, but I was I was coming second right till the end. Yeah. Second paid. I think it was five hundred, but yep. the first was it was nearly two grand. Jeez. Yeah, it was a massive like. Um, I, I think it was. I can't remember the split they did, but it was a big split for the winner. Yep. And so the last couple of rounds, I went balls to the wall <laughs> trying to come first and ended up coming fourth. Instead of winning, it might have been four hundred for second. Well, it's hard to tip harder, isn't it? Like, how do you how do you tip harder? Well, you tip roughies, so uh, you know you know the bloke who's winning it is going to be back in the storm and he's going to go like safe. That. Yeah. So I'm the dickhead, and I go, yeah, but like Cameron Smith, he's you know he's good, but you know he's not that good. And he's, he's not a young man anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to play forever. Yeah. My kids are going to be watching him run around. Oh, he does my head in. Yeah. He does my head in. My favourite player is Danny Badiris. Yep. So he's a hooker as well. Yep. And he was the greatest of all time. And so when somebody's the greatest of all time, you sort of think, they've got a bit of a like, surely he holds this title of greatest hooker of all time for a while. <laughs> and then Cameron Smith just comes and like. Just blows him out of the yeah, water. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll take not only the greatest hooker of all time, but I'll, greatest player. I'll win, and that was when Badiris was captain in Origin, and just Cameron Smith flogging him every week at Origin. But there's things that Badiris does now that I don't think Cameron Smith can take off him. No, uh, no, he follows me on Twitter. What Badiris does? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to follow you on Twitter. Not creating I, achievement. I don't tweet anything. No, yeah, you're just on there. <laughs> yeah. I started tweeting because it's a good way to, um, what do they call that when they do, like a focus group? It's yeah. a good way to focus group jokes. Yeah, so okay. you put a joke out there and see how many likes it gets. Yeah. But to be honest, how popular the joke is probably depends on how well you, you tap into the pop culture. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so like any kind of references to the bushfire, that's over. You can't, you know... It's all coronavirus and toilet paper jokes now. <laughs> so I've been I've been road testing a few. My greatest, like the one that got the most likes so far, was just almost a one liner. Now I'm putting pressure on myself to, to to remember it. 
Oh yeah, like so you know, like the coronavirus is around. Yeah, it's a great time for um. Ah, uh, oh, damn it! I forgot the punchline. <laughs> um, it's a great time to. Oh, all right, I'll just do the other one. All right, so you know how there's a toilet paper shortage. Yeah. The weirdest thing of everything is that throwing toilet paper at someone's house has gone from an act of revenge to an act of um, kindness, generosity, and compassion. <laughs> it's like, take that! Get that up, you! Yeah. And like, thank you! Here's some three-ply. <laughs> I can't wait till next time I toilet paper someone's house. The whole family's going to be out the window going, we love you! Some minis are going to be doing drives where they throw toilet paper at people's houses. Oh, okay, that's a joke. Killed enough time. Um, with the coronavirus being around, it's a great time to be an introvert. That's it. That was the joke. <laughs> that w- that was the one that got me the most yeah, likes. Right. So I said that to people in real life, and they go, "So what's the joke?" And I go, "That is the joke." But um, the best one I've seen is um, um, the coronavirus has gotten so bad that Pope Francis has actually asked all these priests to stop touching the older boys to <laughs> st- oh. stop the spread of coronavirus. I didn't see that parallel with the older boys. <laughs> I was waiting for it to hit. I've been trying to write a joke for a while now about the priests and the order boys. Yeah, right. Um, mainly because I was an order boy. So as a kid, you don't get well, I didn't I didn't get a choice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like my mum said, Hey, do you want to go to church? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. And hey, do you want to be an order boy? She was just like, I'm going to church, you're going to church, and you've got to be an order boy. And I think like in church circles Having your kid being an order boy is kind of like, I don't know, like in soccer circles, having your kid playing first grade or something like that. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, yeah, there's my boy. <laughs> so look there. how good he is. Look how good he is. And the priest, um, his name, and I can name him because it's on the public record, is Father Paul Evans, and he is in jail. Oh, wow. For pedophilia. Wow. And he was my priest when I was an order boy. And I used to like drink all the wine and all that kind of stuff. Never made a pass at me once. Jeez, what's what's wrong with you? That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I was half drunk half the time. Like the job was half done. <laughs> I was ready. I know, and I was just maybe you thought I was too easy. You know, you wanted a you wanted a challenge. Oh yeah, put your bloody pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought I, I could write that into a joke, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. If do you reckon it'd be too much for people? Oh god, no. No. Oh, no. Nah, no, it's fine. I don't know. But yeah, like it You it's can never set barriers for yourself with yeah. jokes, I think. Yeah, to me, nothing is off limits. Nothing. <sighs> that's a big call. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff that's very like you you're putting your foot right on the line, like you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, yeah, with me, nothing's off limits. But I think, like, it's easier to do some jokes than others, though, surely. Oh, 100%, yeah. And so I think... Mate, so I say that with full bravado, but sometimes I go... <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. And and you've got to pull it off, too. I yeah. think there's a skill in in pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's the name? Like, uh, I was watching these things on, on stand-up comics, and they... They, I forget who said it now, but they said, you've got to think who's the dead body in the joke. 
So what they were saying is in every joke, effectively, someone dies. Like yeah, just right. to make it extreme. Yeah. And so who who's 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 the dead body in the joke? So I think in that one with the with the pedophile priest, <coughs> I think he's still the dead body. But you know, like you you can joke about something as long as like the dead body isn't yeah. that person. Yeah. Oh and that Do you was like uh, Mark Maron? I haven't listened to much Mark Maron. Uh, he's 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 funny. He's got some good specials. But he was on the fighter and the kid today, and he's oh, just some of the stuff that he says is so brutal. Mm. Like it's just it's just crazy. You sort of go, wow. Like no wonder you are all so ruthless. The comedians, some of the shit they say to each other is just like oh, the comedian roasts. Oh, it's crazy. I don't know if my skin's thick enough yet. Oh, you know, like that. We should go one time oh, and just to. watch. Just yeah. watch. Yeah, there's one in Sydney. Yeah, right. I'll have to do a bit of a road trip. Yeah. I don't know if I could volunteer myself to go up there just yet. I just don't know if I could, like, have that mirror held up to me. <laughs> where they basically yeah. just identify all your weak points and yeah. smash them. Yeah. I know my weak points. Yeah. I don't need them. No one, no one tortures me harder than I torture That's myself. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... um. I think yeah, there's a certain amount, and that's I think Ricky Gervais was saying like when he was saying like you may joke about a topic, but the person that's that's you know the body or whatever isn't that thing. You know what yeah. I mean? But what I found interesting is my family um, uh, chat heaps, like just heaps, and I noted that a funeral that you know you get older you go to funerals became almost indistinguishable from any other family yeah, event. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll turn up, hey, good day, Uncle John, honey, <laughs> haven't seen you in ages. Yeah, I haven't seen you since yeah, Uncle Bill's oh, funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a great funeral? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, you, can you believe they bloody I didn't do bloody chicken and lettuce sandwiches? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the coffee was warm, you know. <laughs> And then they bloody got their kid to sing Amazing Grace and he <laughs> mumbled half the words. But, you know, didn't Ray do a beautiful speech? But, yeah, and that's <laughs> like, but then you kind of joke about that and people are like, oh, you can't joke about that. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, some people are different. But I mainly joke about things to to get, like it loses their strength. If, if that. So most of my jokes are about death and embarrassment and stuff like that because then if I can laugh at it, then I feel a little bit yeah. more at ease, you know. Whereas, yeah, I, and I did notice like drawing parallels with the with league. Uh, have you read um, Wayne Bennett's book? Nah, don't die with the music in me. Nah, nah. all right. I've have found a copy of it in the rubbish before. <laughs> uh, pretty, I think it might still be in the truck. If it's in the, give it a read. But I think he does this bit on Alfie Langer, and they'll saying like someone was uh, someone came into the change rooms or whatever, and they said um. They were disappointed that Alfie didn't take the loss harder because he was around joking and chatting. And, and then Bennett said that's how he handles a loss. Like he feels it just as hard as everyone else. Yeah. But that's how he handles a loss. And I thought, geez, I wish I handled a loss that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like the dude that's angry. I'm more like the dude in the corner. They're like, I dropped the ball. Yeah. I can't believe I dropped it again. Everyone hates Every me. Fucking, and now <laughs> they want me off the team. Yeah. The coach is going to have a word to me. Yeah. I just know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish 
I wish I could be having a joke. Hey, I dropped it. Yeah. Oh, what a dick I am. Yeah. Well, that's what they say about all the great halfbacks. It's Joey true. Johns, Alfie Langer, mistakes they make, water off a duck's back. Yeah, and I think that's what you have to be. I, like, I, can, I remember they did an interview about, um, I reckon James Maloney's an awesome halfback. Uh, I don't you, you think anything phases him? Nothing drop, phases he him. He could drop 400 balls in a game and, he'd and still walk off going, hey, what are we doing tonight, <laughs> fellas? Yeah. <laughs> And like I remember, they were saying um, someone was saying in an interview about him on State of Origin that, like he um, he made a mistake, right? And then in that set of six, he's like, "Ah, oh, boys, get up, tackle! Oh, you drop it!" Like he's ripping into the team. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got to put in more effort. Yeah. And I thought you kind of have to be a little bit you like that. Have to be, yeah. And yeah. You Matty know. Johns always says that all the great halfbacks are larrikins. They're all sort of like Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They've all got that real rogue. Yep. Sort of. Well, yeah, and maybe it comes a little bit with being a bit creative and they've got to be a little bit creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got to be creative without um, any fear of failure. Yeah. Like you, you just you, – because especially at that top level of rugby league, they mm. just – they've failed like all night and then lay on one try. Yeah. And you're lauded as, you know, the match-winning hero. That's right. It's like I just spent 75 minutes failing. <laughs> and, um, and and I suppose if those failures get you down, then you don't have that confidence that's to right. try at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. They, they go into, uh, what do they say? Like they go into their shell. Yeah. And they, they just hold the ball. They don't try anything. And yeah. Right. Kick for the corners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, not even that. They'll just pass the ball, you know. Like oh, they'll just shuffle the ball Shuffle along. it onto the 5 8 or yeah. whoever and go, yeah. Speaking of five eights, what about Tex? Is he a five eight or is he a half? I think he's a five eight. I reckon he's I exactly he's what eight. we need. I think I think he's lightning. Yeah, I saw him a little bit in the nines. Yeah, and that was the first I'd I seen have. much of him. And oh, next door neighbour, <laughs> he goes, "Bloody hell's going on over at your house before?" Oh, what? What? What do you mean? She said, "Oh, I could hear bloody yelling and screaming." Oh, because I thought you and Kira must be into it. <laughs> I said, no. You and I Kira? I don't think I'm in the shit. Go, Tex. And he, he he said, oh, I could hear you scrum. And then like, I, didn't, I said, oh, no, it must have been from there. And then later on I'm going, because, you know, there's another game later on. Mm. I'm yelling and screaming. I went, ah, oh, that's what he heard. <laughs> I'm carrying on like we won the grand final. <laughs> and it was my eels that knocked you guys uh, out. And then uh, the Eels didn't play well that tournament, I don't think, given no. the team they, they sent across. Yeah, they were one of the favourites to win. Though, and they should have been. I, I, yeah, I, that Tex has got that um, so that X factor. Yeah. Like, it's so weird how, um, like, his dad's a surfer, mm. but like a great surfer. Mm. And then he's a footy player. And it looks like he could be like a real, a great footy player. Yeah, you know, like it's it's amazing now. It's not like it's passed down a specific gene. Mm. It's just like it's a gene that's sort of like, what do you want to be good at? (laughs) The genie gene just grants wishes. Like I've I've tried me end at everything, and I'm just mediocre at them all. I I get what you mean, like because it's not like surfing's like rugby, and it's rugby league. Yeah, it's it's two totally different sports. Like in surfing, you pretty much don't use your hands other than to balance. There's no catching element. There's yeah. no passing element. Uh, I mean, there could be, 
but you know the, there isn't and your legs are pretty much fixed on your surfboard so there's no step yeah the i suppose the only parallels would be fitness yeah and balance balance and agility but yeah. but the rest it's just strange Absolutely. it's very it's strange. strange like cuz you do hear a lot of generational football players now and i'm sure it's always been the case like you mentioned junior I mean, even yeah. Hayne. Hayne's dad yeah. played for the the, the uh, bunny. Matty Johns's two kids. One's playing for South. One's playing for Melbourne. And what about uh, what's the South? Uh, sorry, the Cronulla coach. He's oh, Flanagan. Flanagan's yeah. son's well, meant to be. Coach. Yeah, he's Where's he coach again now. He's he's nah. assistant coach yeah, to Mary right, yeah. at St George. That's right. His son's meant to be a bit of a gun. Yeah, he's um, uh, Roosters halfback. No, you never leave in the Roosters systems, are you? Nah. Well, the he was. I think he was with the Sharks up until last year. Yep. And then yeah, Roosters went. <laughs> cool. How much you making there? <laughs> you want a Mercedes? <sighs> that's that's the hard part. Being a rugby league fan yeah. is I I read a good thing about it because I thought the salary cap was in there to make it even, and someone made the point that it's not. The point of the salary cap is to stop. Dumbass teams sending themselves broke. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then because the NRL can't let them go broke, and so they have to bail them out. Yeah, and so it's sort of like the NRL going. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, because I think this is such an unfair system. They right. go, the system's not designed to be fair. Right. The system's right. designed to stop teams going broke. It's a salary cap like, of uh, like sort of what you can pay with what you can come up with a, as a club. That's right. But then if you've got Nick Pilatus with all his business friends. Oh, that's and right. they just go, because they're all legal now. All the brown bron- paper bags are all <sighs> good as gold. And the Broncos with their, what is it, the thoroughbreds or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And South Sydney with Russell Crowe, you know, just putting the guys in as extras in his movies. But, because, um, yeah, if they wanted to make it a fair system, you could quite easily <laughs> implement it. It would just yeah. be like shares. Yeah. You know, every player has a, a, a set amount of points based on stats that relate to their position, which makes up a percentage of their score, let's just say, I don't know, 60%. Yeah, you just get someone independent. To do yeah, it all. and the last 40% is just like based on, you just get a panel of experts to go, you know, what, what are you rating? Because stats don't tell you the complete story. Yeah. And then boom, you know, done. So, but yeah, they're not, they're not into that. And that's why, I don't know, I could see the Roosters doing a three-peat. Why'd you have to say that? You've ruined my whole night now. <laughs> well, the, That's I'm, so frightening. The Storm, as good as Cam Smith is, and he can almost win it on himself. No Billy, no Coops. No. No, they the, haven't got the fire pair anymore. They don't he'll have get that. He'll get them close again. He'll get them close again. Yeah. But, you know, people go on about how good the Melbourne Storm were. Yeah, they had the Australian spine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had in the yeah. key positions. They had and the they, best players. They'd say, "Oh, geez, look, Bellamy's brought this second rower in, uh, and the things that Bellamy's done to him." And it's like, no, he's <laughs> he's running out, mm. and he's got Cooper Cronk going run this line, yeah, and then he's got Cameron Smith passing him the ball, yeah, and then when he happens to get an arm free every now and then. Billy Slater's running past a million miles an hour and he just goes like that. And they're going, oh, jeez, what a player he's become. <laughs> and they've always had a half-decent forward pack. 
yeah. as well. And I reckon that heavily focuses on Kiwis. Yeah. So yeah. they're not affected as much by origin, origin and stuff like yeah. that. So I don't know. I, I, I rate Bellamy as a coach and I rate the Storm's success, but you can't look over the fact that they had the Australian spine yeah. for much of that <laughs> success. Yeah. Like You put that spine into any other team. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's that whole thing about coach versus players. But I don't know. It's it's I don't think you can separate the two out. It's undeniable that, that he's a good coach, Bellamy. Hundred yeah. percent. And and it's the same with Wayne Bennett. You see, every team that he coaches, when he leaves they struggle. Yeah. You see like that the Knights. Yeah. Jeez. He's a very short term coach. He he coaches sort of in in swings and roundabouts. In kind so of like a cycle. He'll, he'll build and build and build and then go, right, yeah, we've got two years yep. to win it. And if we don't win it, well, then we're screwed for the next four or five. Yeah. Whereas Bellamy sort of, he... he Aims to keep him close every yeah, year. Yeah, like even now, like they, there's no way they should be going as well as what they are. Mm. Not with the team they got. Well, I think um, Bennett is an awesome like psychological man-manager. Yeah. It's already did for England yeah. and for New Zealand. Yeah. So. Matty Johns always says that he's a he'll come around the dressing room and individually work out how you need to be coached, you need to be coached, you need to be coached. You know, he's more like a father figure to everybody. Yeah. Whereas Bellamy's more of a um, right. You need to do this many kilometers this week. Uh, you do no kilometers. You just need to lift weights this week and. Very, oh. very much more. They, they apparently that it all comes from. Um, oh, who are there, there's two coaches back in the day. And he, oh, Jack Gibson was it one of them. Yeah, one of them, and um, uh, not not Ray Warren. Masters, Roy Masters, Roy Masters. He coached Newcastle for a while. Warren Ryan. Warren Ryan. Yeah, and yeah. So, and so. The, the one of them's very scientific based coaching. You need to be here on this play. You need to be running this fast, mm. and he needs to be going. And whereas Bennett said a lot, "How are you feeling today, mate? Oh, you know, you up <laughs> for a big game? Yeah, I reckon you can do it, buddy." I, I, he, he just like, surely he can stop coaching football and just open a psychiatry or something like that. Oh yeah, just get like an honorary degree. He doesn't need a oh, degree, mate. He, he needs to open his own bloody. <laughs> Um, dating website you're seeing seeing the birdie oh <laughs> yeah that's right uh, left his left his missus and his family and I know got the secretary at Newcastle yeah and he fucked her and fucked Newcastle in the process <laughs> <laughs> I know that was heartbreaking for Newcastle because I least uh, uh, being an Eels fan um, you know like uh, I've had to have and I'm Ashamed to admit this, but it's been hard over the years to be an Eels fan. Mm. So someone introduced me to the concept. I, I forget where it came from. Of the second team, where like you know, like you have your number one team, but you have another team, so you're not a loser all yeah. the time. And because Canberra were going good for a while back when I was in high school, I jumped on the Canberra bandwagon. And when I moved to Newey, and uh, Kel and I, we had our kids there. I had to have like a chat with them, saying, "Look." Uh, I'm a fan of the Eels, but we live in Newcastle. You know, because we're planning on staying in Newey. We have to raise our kids. I, it's always been on the coast, 
it's always been a dream of mine to have our own team. Like I'd I'd love to have like our town in right. our colours and go to the game and all that. And I said like I used to go to the Eels games with my old man and the family and that, and they used to have that. And I was like, how how cool would that be? And then like when I was in Newey, I used to because I lived quite near the stadium walk to the games, you know, with the other fans and the oh. chat and the banner. And I thought, mate, I can't deny my kids this. So I thought, all right, I'll be um, a Knights fan as well. Like that'll be my second team, but I'll let my kids be that they're their number one team. So, yeah, so when Tinkler bought the Knights and it became Tinkle Town and then he brought in Bennett, I thought, oh, how good Here this. we go, Here baby. We go. <laughs> I was telling everyone, yeah. <laughs> we're going to win the next 20 <laughs> comps. <right. laughs> and then it just, mate, yeah. it collapsed like Tinkler sitting on a yeah. cheap plastic chair. <laughs> and just <laughs> just some t- outdoor furniture. Just, boy. Oh, mate, wasn't he like a shining light? Yeah. He was just—he was a shooting star that just came on the scene. He was like, "Here I am, here I am. I'm buying everything I am. Oh uh, God! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've never seen somebody go from like Messiah to Pariah like, oh. just that quick. And they stole his Ferrari. Do you remember that yeah, story? Yeah. Oh, there's so many good stories. And he was—he was buying up stuff, and he was literally throwing his weight around. He had yeah. that big gun. I think that when things went sour for him was when he got that lap band surgery. Yeah, right. I think, like, his gut was a good luck charm. Yeah, yeah. And then once it started... A good buffer. It was, and it was gone. That's that's where it was all coming from. That was, was, that's always my... Every time I hear a tinkler, all I hear is Matty Johns on the grill team and he used to do Tinky Boy. And it was Tinkler and, like, it was one of his characters that he'd do and he'd bring up his Nathan Tinkler. And... Every interview, he'd get distracted and just start asking about when KFC's bringing the double down back. <laughs> <laughs> every every single uh, time. I was speaking, um, my little sister got married uh, a couple of weeks ago and I got to MC the wedding, which was a lot of fun. And um, her uh, husband, so my brother-in-law now, um, works for the TAB. Yeah, right. And he, he's a copywriter, so, you know, their ads and stuff like that. He he writes them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, so his last name was Ozegovich. Apologies, Serge, if you ever hear me pronouncing your name wrong. I don't think you'll listen to the podcast. And um, he and my sister, I don't know who came up with it. So her last name is McBride. So they came up with, you remember the celebrity names? Like those Brangelina? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the McGoz. <laughs> oh, I thought that was awesome. That was oh. awesome. So, so I did a joke, you know, like unlike the McDonald's because this because is not available for a limited time. <laughs> you know how it's always a limited yeah, time. Yeah. Bastards, yeah. bring out the because all the time. Oh no! Last what? time they brought it out, they brought it out five bucks, and you oh. get a McCall's meal and a cheeseburger. Small McCall's meal and cheeseburger, five bucks. Oh, man, the stuff that dreams are made of. I love McDonald's, but the problem I'm having, I don't know if you're having it, is I'm aging. Yeah. And it used to, like, there used to be a buffer from when I ate this thing to when I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and it used to be, like, at least <laughs> an hour or two where I'd just be eating Macca's going, how good's life? Yeah. Do you want to, do you know what, do you want a hot apple pie? I'd love a hot apple pie. 
you know, the kids didn't finish their cheeseburger. Oh, more for Dad. Oh, isn't this great? Life's great. Now, mate, I get halfway through a burger and my stomach starts knotting up. I'm just going, oh. Every time I go and get it, and then I get halfway through it and I go, why have I done this? Why have I done this to myself again? You know the worst time? I think it was, um, what what are we now, 2020? I think it was September 2018. I was working on my house. And I thought, I've got to treat myself. So I went and got myself a bacon and cheese in a bit, um, meal from KFC. Oh, yeah. Large chips. I even did the thing at drive through. I said, oi, chuck some extra salt on those <laughs> chips. <laughs> did they do the smart RC? They, they put heaps, and it was, I don't care. I just love that seasoning. Oh, wow. And I don't think, when I start, I'm one of those dudes that eats as he drives. Yeah. I don't think I made it out of the drive through without wanting to kill myself. <laughs> I was just, I was in pain. I was oh, like, what's well. going on with my stomach? I thought never again. But Bill Burr did a great bit on Maccas. And so now I quote it, which is McDonald's um, is for um, people that are hungover and children. I think everyone else in McDonald's is not for you. <laughs> I think if you if you haven't hungover, I think you can you still don't want to kill yourself. What do uh, you reckon? Uh, nah. Not even I, hungover anymore? Nah. I'm not a fan of Maccas at all. I prefer KFC. I love KFC. But KFC doesn't give you the pain in the stomach as well? But I like getting KFC and putting it away and then (laughs) eating it the next day. Like cold out of the fridge. That's the ultimate hangover thing. Because you can, and all the grease goes hard and you can just pick it off the chicken and you get a nice little bit of chicken. When I was a kid, my dad used to get the buckets. Yeah. Yeah. I love those buckets. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't had KFC now. I've only had it once this year. Well, we've we've had it twice in the last two weeks because they've got them ten strips for ten dollars, and so we've had that twice. I'd be tempted now, but I I don't know. I just can't. I, my stomach can't take it, and yeah. like I still love the taste of it. Don't get me wrong, and the smell. Yeah. I reckon they do the best chips. Yeah, they're pretty good. I reckon I. Oh, it's tough, but I would rate KFC chips over Macca's fries. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, easy. You reckon it's easy? easy? I, I used to be torn. I didn't... Nah, I didn't I've never been a fan of Macca's chips. No? No. Nah. What about their pre-mixed Coke? I used to love their pre-mixed Coke. That, well, I've got a Subway for mine because it's a bigger cup. <laughs> when you're hungover... Yeah, a bit of pre oh, it, But it's got to be pre-mixed. It's got to be if pre-mixed. You have Coke in a can. No, that's not as good. It, it makes you sick. Yeah. It's too much. Like, I reckon you get the that pre-mixed stuff and it just, it's like, it's almost water. But it's a different formula. Yeah. It's yeah, clearly it's a different formula. It's good. Yeah. yeah, Kira gets it. Oh, bloody 50-odd kilo of her. And she gets one of the super size. There's one in the bloody car at the moment. The slushy <laughs> cups. You know that you, when you go to 7-Eleven? Yes. And the largest, the smallest size you can get now? Yep. And she gets whatever the XXL jumbo. Yep. It, it is huge. Like, and yeah, all 50 kilos of it just wandering around. <laughs> this, this drink that's almost as big as her, you know? <sighs> but yeah, I think my, my kids... Love Maccas and I love it, but it's just Kel's not a fan, no. and I don't know. It costs my, so much too. My stomach's not a fan. But what it is, so I say, I'd rather go and get a 
that burger from the fish and chip shop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and get a Macca's burger. I reckon the hardest thing with me is I've I've got a few weaknesses, right? One of them is Vegemite sandwiches. <laughs> that is not a weakness. Sir. That's a weakness. That is your greatest strength. <laughs> At any time, someone could come up to me with white bread and, and butter and veggie. You know, everyone's got their different ratio, but in my ratio, and no matter how full I am, I'll say yes. <laughs> Especially if it comes with some orange juice. Oh, wow. And Macca's is the same. Like... I, I know, you know, with all the kids stuff and the healthy eating that I shouldn't eat it and stuff like that. But if someone just walks up to me and says, do you want some Maccas? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll have some. <laughs> I have no resistance. Uh, I'm not, I just... But you, surely you're the same with KFC though. Like you could have just finished like, I don't know, a Sunday roast, had had yourself a longie and, and, and Kira could go, oi, I just did like... A check at the back of the fridge, and there's some cold caves. Nah, there. Uh, it's a morning thing. That's you have another four long. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, so let's just say you've had an eggs Benny. Yeah, eggs Benedict fan. No. Nah. Oh, shit. I'm nah. this. All right, big breakfast fan. Yeah. All right, yeah. so you've just had a big breakfast. Yeah. You polished like it a, off. Um. Um. What's the um? When you bloody you boil the eggs. Poached. Oh, poached eggs. Yeah. Oh, God, they're good. Poached eggs, sourdough. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon. Oh, even you just without the bacon, just eggs with the spread the yolk onto the sourdough. Yeah. Oh, stop the fight. So you got that and you've just finished it. And then Kira's like, Oi, I've found some KFC from yesterday. The grease has gone hard. Oh. You're eating it? Get over here, honey. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. Wow. But you're like that with Vegemite sandwiches. Vegemite sandwiches. (laughs) I'm going to go have one now because we've talked about it. I got a a mate and he got married. I bought a house. Six months later, she's rooting the boss. Off she goes. And he was sort of like, I don't want to lose the house. So he borrowed some money off his dad, paid her out, mm. but then was left. We were just working at the hardware, you know, earning bugger all money. And so he was paying over half his wage every week to pay the interest only repayments on his loan. Mm. I've never seen a bloke eat so many Vegemite sandwiches <laughs> in my life, man. That he, That's how he kept his house, is all he would eat is just Vegemite sandwiches. He'd have a pile of them of about six every single day, and just and he'd, he's the biggest kid. He'd never eat the crust. That's <laughs> say all around yeah, the hardware the crust is at Wawa. <laughs> he just there's all those cling wrapped bits of crust where he'd just eat all around it and <sighs> throw the cling wrap and the crust into the thing. I mean, other than losing his wife to his boss and being stuck at the hardware store and almost losing his mortgage. He's living my dream. <laughs> Take those small parts out of his story. Yeah. Yeah. So now, like, does he still Vegemite sandwich? Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen him for a while. Because I've got, um, like, uh, as I said before, from a big family, right? And not only 
was a big family, like we bought our food in bulk. So you know, like if you got a mint jelly in your fridge, and it's like this little container which is like five hundred grams or something. Yeah. Our mint jelly was in a two liter tub. Yeah. It was we, a monster. We had a family of five, and my dad still did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a tight ass. So yeah, five was, <laughs> and then like our our tomato sauce, they'd buy it in like um, those big four liter jugs or whatever, and then yeah, decanter it into the. Up, yeah. <laughs> and so we um. You know, there's a sanitarium factory on the coast. Yeah. And so my parents had mates that worked there and they used to grab the um, wheat pick seconds. I don't know. I think sanitarium's owned by some religious organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Seventh-day Adventist or something. And I don't know what they did with the wheat pick seconds, whether they were like a charity thing or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, my parents bought them. So this dude would come to our house with like, I don't know, like a box that was a a metre by a metre of just Weepix. Like a (laughs) metre squared of Weepix. Just week in, day in, day out, right? And then they used to get raw sugar. My parents bought raw sugar because my dad had this theory like, the less refined the food, the better. Kira buys raw sugar. I love it. Yeah. It's delicious, isn't yeah. it? It's brown. It's in the big chunks. Uh, her and Jack open the thing up. I catch them all the time. They just go and like just eating the sugar. Get a spoon out and just like eat the sugar. Yeah. And so, like, we had for breakfast for almost my entire childhood, wheat picks. Right. So in summer, we had it with cold milk. And for winter, for a change, would microwave the milk <laughs> just to get a bit of diversity in there. Caramelize the sugar a little bit. <sighs> and as delicious as it was, when I moved out of home, I said to Kel, I said, I am not eating wheat bix ever again. <laughs> I know that's un-Australian, but yeah. But Vegemite sandwich is fine. But wheat bix yeah, no good. Just have it up and go. It's funny, like, I try to make a joke about it, like, how those cereal companies, they say, Wheat Bix is the most, sorry, Wheat Bix, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Here, have some sugar circles. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, they ramp it up, oh, it's so important, you can't skip it. Oh, yeah, it's great, what are we going to eat? Well, you can have Fruit Loops, you know, you can can have a milkshake. (laughs) And Nutrigain, high in protein. Yeah, why, why is it okay? Why is there protein in, in, and why is that such an important thing in yeah. your breakfast cereal? Uh, I used to love breakfast cereal. One of my, she she just died recently, and we we're messing messaging each other about it. One of my mates' mums, mm. and she used to have they were called Choc Dot Krispies. Okay, they're just they were the most amazing. They were like. <laughs> A mix between cornflakes and cocoa pops, sort of thing. Oh, they were they were just so good. And the choc dots, there was like little chocolate dots inside the chocolate. Sort the of the name was literal. Yeah. Oh, I used to love going to his house, and they yeah, were messaging each other when his his mum died not that long ago. And said, "Man, I'll never forget your mum." <laughs> just every time I'd go there, like <laughs> choc dot crispy up. Oh. I remember, like um. Uh, my best mate growing up, Ernie, um, mum, like I was at the shops with mum and we, we did the same with everything, with all our food, right? So with Milo, we'd get it in like, you know, two kilo tins or whatever, the big tins. They're like 
tins or even bigger. You know, like um, when you go to uh, like a plasterer's house and he's got that bucket. The bucket. <laughs> it was like a bucket of my yeah. life. Yeah. You go to the takeaway shops and that's what the gravy and that comes in, yeah. in buckets. <laughs> and so um, we got to the stage where we got sick of some things and Milo was one of them. And I was in the shops with mum and mum's buying Milo. And I'm like, why are you buying Milo, mum? Like, we're all over it. She goes, I'm not buying it for you. I'm buying it for Ernie. <laughs> so she was buying food for my mates to come over to the house. That's funny. Yeah. So maybe your mate's mum was buying like the, what are they, Choc Dots? Choc Dot Krispies. You know, these are for Craig. I'm buying them for uh, Craig. I'd like to think that. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, we might call it a night, hey? Yeah, sounds good, mate. Our first the, ever the test the run. The must rise early. Are you back to work tomorrow? Yeah. How's the thumb? It's all. Ah, it's all right. Is it broken? Fractured? No. It was just, I crushed it real bad a few years ago. How? Um, there was a, like the truck, and then a bin with a probably about three ton hanging off the back of it. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 tonne worth of other bins behind it. Jesus. And my thumb got caught between <sighs> the whole lot. It was real bad. Um, and, yeah, so even when I just, like, if I bump it against the desk, mm. it's like somebody sprays it with deodorant because all the nerves are all crushed and just useless. Yeah. So I've, I've often thought, What's going to happen when I give this a real good bang? <laughs> it hurts so much when I just you tap know, it. And this is a few years later. Mm. And yeah, I give it, I give it the good bang. And oh, I, I, I can't ever remember crying from pain. Mm. Like I'm sure I did when I was a kid, like every kid does. But oh, then, yeah. I've had tears in my eyes yesterday, like oh. a couple of different times, where it was like a toothache. But inside of me, whole thumb and hand, and it was like shooting pain uh, up to me elbow and stuff. Yeah. And the, like the boss came, he said, You got to go get an x ray. Yeah, I you couldn't hold it straight. I was shaking. And, Jesus. Um, and you need your arms. But yeah, I just, I said, Mate, it's like, it didn't swell that much. I've just got mongoloid thumbs. That one looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're the pretty average looking thumbs. <laughs> You're never going to be a hand model. The, the boss's wife said, oh, you know, if you keep doing stuff like this to your, to your thumb, you'll have to get a toe sewn on there. And I said, what do you think that is? <laughs> it does. Well, it's very toe-esque. my toes. It's yeah. very toe-esque. It is. My nickname's been Thumbsy for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> when I get into trouble, we've got to do a bit of shit at um, the work Chrissy party. Yeah. And this giant Maori wanted to kill us all. And I literally calmed him down. Yeah. Said, mate, look, look, want to say something real funny? <laughs> want to say something funny, yes? <laughs> and I just tell one up. And he's like, I said, hey, look at this. Like two of these fucking things, <laughs> mate. <laughs> and he lost it. <laughs> he's going, uh, what is wrong with them things, bro? You know? So, they're pretty average looking thumbs. They're very average. No, 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 average is the wrong word. They're probably special. Spe- they, they look a lot like a toes. Special kid. <laughs> it's funny that like, you mentioned like my old man. He lost um, a section of his uh, finger, like the top digit on one of his. Yeah. hand. I'm trying to remember. I think it was on his pinky, and he lost the top digit. 
And he told us, like a lot of old men, like never told you the truth. Every way he lost it, you know, it's a different way. One yeah. time, a shark bit him, you know. One time. But I think it was the tow ball for trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, but the funny thing is, well, I didn't know this about your nail, is it keeps growing. So, like, you know how it's flat there? It's like Wolverine. It comes out at a, at a point. Oh, really? And so my old man had a stump. And then in the middle of the stump of his finger was a point. Oh, that's excellent. And he could scratch you like that with oh, it yeah. on your arm. Oh, it's <laughs> creeping me out, Dad. Oh, that's excellent. So, yeah, maybe to improve your thumb, you can just chop a bit of it off yeah. and then have a stump with a scratch. I used to tell, like, uh, people literally say, what happened to your thumb? Like Until you show them the other one. They go, it's oh, just no, you. no, like, they'll just look at that and go, what happened to your thumb? Yeah. And I used to tell people I got chopped off in a torture camp in Nam. And I just wouldn't ask anymore. You no, no more like, questions. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know. It was like... When I was moving with uh, Mussolini, you know Mussolini? Yeah. Yeah, so because my name was Leo, uh, some people sometimes thought I like, must be an Italian, you know, so I might be Italian. And so I was moving once and they said, Leo, and they said, oh, you're Italian. And Dad goes, yeah, and then he puts on this dodgy Italian accent and told them that we came to Australia because we're running from Mussolini. <laughs> and the like the person that he spoke to just looked at him like, the hell are you <laughs> that you're, is so good you're clearly putting on a dodgy italian accent you know oh, what i mean like great. the timelines don't add up but yeah i tell everybody that kira's like what what's kira you know and i tell everybody ah oh, she's a wog like, <laughs> you know kira's our you know so when she finally went to the chris work chrissy party everyone's going that's it's not your wife, like she's a little Italian woman, like he likes spaghetti and stuff. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the image they built <laughs> yeah. up in their head. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right, dude. All wrap right. it up. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll just send you this, and we'll go from there. Yeah, gorgeous. All right. Now this is done. You know, like do you ever do a Skype call? No. So you do. So I do lots of calls over the internet, and like on a phone, you just hit hang up. But like when you do it on a internet call, you've got to find the button and all this shit. And so like you do this embarrassing thing where you go, bye, 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 